Welcome to the Proven Not Perfect podcast. This is your podcast host, Chantra Powell. I am so glad that you have made space for Proven Not Perfect today. More importantly, I'm so glad you've made space for yourself. I had so much fun doing the taping for episode number one and our spring tune-up. And I am absolutely overwhelmed with the direct feedback via text, via call, via social media. Um, and I, man, I just really appreciate the affirmation. So you guys, seriously, keep communicating. It is, uh, it is a blessing to me. Um, that feedback encourages me to keep staying um, obedient to what I am inspired to do and then also keeping my ego in check that would otherwise tell me, man, you don't have anything to say. Who wants to hear that? So um, that's what I'm talking about, y'all. So keep it up. So in our first episode, we talked about three key things. We talked about restoration. We talked about vision and we talked about action with intention. So today I want to ask you guys, what have you done? What have you incorporated? This is uh, the time where if you took me seriously and you got those tools um, and that tool you remember was a notebook, um, was an iPad, was a phone, a texting section, whatever it is that allows you to capture the things that you want to really think about um, and maybe even go back over. So what have you incorporated? Um, what have you added to your space um, on a weekly basis, maybe on a daily basis for some, if you can afford to do that, maybe on a bi-weekly basis for others, if that's all you can accomplish. But what space have you made? What have you incorporated to make that space? Um, what resources did you find were available to you when you really sat and thought about it that you maybe even didn't realize, right? Um, you know, because sometimes we actually think we have to do all the things ourselves, and lo and behold, just with a question or something else to an available resource, we can change all of that, right? Um, also, uh, what did you overlook? Um, was there anything that when you actually gave yourself the space that you picked up again, um, realized there was something, maybe it was a hobby, maybe it was a really good habit, like exercising more. Well, I, I, I really um, hope that you just kind of document or write down or think about what you picked up as well. The reason that I'm thinking that would help you, um, helps me for sure, is because it it reminds you how important doing that is. If you just make the space and you don't reflect on what you gained in the space, then you can too easily allow yourself to believe that it's not really additive, but it is. And so you gotta make sure that you're intentional about picking up the signals that are coming through. For vision, we talked about how you feel about your position, about your pivot. We talked about letting go of some stuff. We talked about allowing yourself to feel lighter. Um, I'm wondering if any of that rang true for you. Were you able to 
sit still enough and, and start to really envision a bit more of where you see yourself right now, um, how far you've come from, and then also how successful you are walking toward where you want to be, the future that you imagine, and all the things involved. And then the last thing I kind of want to know is, look, your framework, right? Did you start to think about your framework, right? You're laying the foundation. You have built up the walls to navigate your environmental situation. So that's not bugging you. Um, and you've got that vision ahead of you and it's sky's the limit. So what tools are you using? Um, are you writing? Are you reflecting? Are you reading? Um, and then just quite simply, are you finding a little bit more joy? Did it lighten up for you? And are you finding a little bit more joy? I hope all those things for you. In fact, I pray all those things for you. Um, every single listener of Proven Not Perfect, I pray that when you sit still with this um, experience and you take and implement the tools that are coming forth, that you feel something, okay? So that's what I want to come out of this experience. I want you to feel and act and act with intention. So today, I want to talk about defining importance. It really is a build from podcast number one. You're going to find that um, the vision around this podcast, this experience is to build and again, become like a next chapter to the book. Um, but I'm wondering um, what you... What you call important right now? Yeah, I'm pausing with intention, you guys, because um, depending on when that question is posed to me, when that question has been posed to me, the answer to that question has been very, very different. There are seasons, as we all know, and those seasons bring about change in self, bring about change in perspective, quite frankly, bring about change in what our needs are. And so I'm wondering right at this moment, right now, what's important to me, to us? Sit with that for a moment. What is important to us? Um, that's a big question, you guys, and it's okay to know that it changes, right? So I think back to um, a time in my life where literally the notion of time was a fleeting um, event because I had packed so much into that one season that I still look back at it and I'm like, I seriously don't know how I did that. I seriously don't know how I did that. Um, and I can actually remember at the time a number of people asking me, um, how are you doing this, right? So circa like 2014, um, here I am, um, a, a global business leader with, with teams uh, spread out across continents. Um, in what many people would call a heavy lifting role, um, one of extreme um, time and pressure trans transforming, quite frankly, a business unit um, focused on the commercial function um, with 
insane demands of pressure from the leadership team at the very top of the organization. In fact, I can remember the CEO of the company at that time holding up, uh, calling a group of us leaders who would be leading the transformation to a meeting at our corporate headquarters boardroom and putting a metronome in the middle of the boardroom table and allowing it to just, you know, click as it does and then turning it up faster and faster and essentially looking at all of us and saying, "Uh uh-huh, see this metronome and hear the clicks. This is the speed that I need you to work at. Um, We were selling a $5 billion business unit of a multinational business and um, there was extreme pressure to make sure that we got it done, got it done with quality, got it done well. It was a services business, so we had to get it done with people engaged and excited about what was happening um, and quite frankly being the key asset in making that happen, right? And so that was going on on the work front. On the Chantra personal development front, I woke up one night and one morning and decided, you know, I'm ready to go back to school. I'm ready to go to business school. I want to go to Kellogg. Uh, Business school has been on my docket and uh, Kellogg it is, right? And literally I decided (laughs) at that point, that's what I wanted to do. So I'm going through the process of applying for Kellogg, all the things, right? The networking, the essays, the references, all the things, okay? So now here you go. I've got crazy leadership expectation on the one hand, and I've got this inspired thought to move forward my uh, academic career um, at the highest level at one of the top schools, okay? So that's going on on the other hand. Then in the middle, my husband and I had been talking about, you know, now we have three kids, we need a bigger space to live in, we need expanded footprint, so let's start looking for a new house, right? So (laughs) I am doing the crazy metronome job, I am thinking about academic excellence and all the things that go along with trying to line that up. And now I'm throwing in the pot, finding a new house and being a mom to three kids and a wife. Crazy. Seriously, I look back and I'm like, I know why people were looking at me side-eyed because that that was kind of crazy. But I did it. I did launch it. I did do it. So how did I do it? Because I got that question a lot. So At that point, it was very, very, very clear to me that I had to define what was important. And at that point, the most important thing for me was my family. I needed to make sure that with any discretionary time, I was spending it with those three beautiful little seeds that I had the blessing to bring into this world with my husband. And all the girlfriend talk, all the girlfriend time, um, many of the clubs and organizations and the extreme demands that they expected of me, um, quite frankly, at my own 
my own, um, uh, I won't say fault, but my own uh, total signing up for it, right? Um, I had to, I had to put those things a little bit on the shelf. I had to probably be okay with not appearing to be the super member that I had been in these organizations before. I also needed to be okay with acknowledging that there would be outings and girlfriend times and get togethers that I just would not make for a season. And I'd have to be okay with the FOMO that would creep up within my own bones um, as I would see pictures and photos. Um, And I had to just trust that those in my life who truly love me and who truly knew me were there. They weren't going anywhere, they were there. And so they would be there. Um, And any bit that I could offer them, a quick text, a quick hello call, any bit of thing that I could offer them, that was going to be more than enough for them because they were on my corner and they were rooting for me. And they knew that some days I was sipping, sipping air, y'all. Some days I was literally sipping air. I'm sure I wasn't breathing in the full extent of the breath that wants to breathe us every day. I know I wasn't, right? And thank God for yoga, because that was probably the only one hour that I would give attention to my breath. (laughs) Um, Sometimes in a week, because I could only make it to the Saturday morning yoga class. So I prioritized my family. So what that meant was every single other thing that didn't fall in the bucket of family did not get discretionary space or time because I had the leader expectation. I had the family needs and I had the academic achievement that I felt inspired to to pursue right at that point in time. So dropped everything else and maybe even lost a few relationships because you all know, you know, some folks are just not checking for you if you're not texting them back the second they text you or calling them back the second they call you and leave you a message. That's okay. So be okay with, with defining what's important to you right now based on what you're going through, that backdrop that we talked about, and the resources that you have available to manage it. So now, how many other things are on my plate? Um, what am I competing with? These are things that when we get really clear around in defining importance, we are going to utilize an approach to always know how to fit other things that work. So now I'm gonna go past that season and move toward a season where, okay, now I've done all those big things and I wanna go back to inviting um, the extracurricular um, investments in my life that were very important to me, service being one of them, getting back to the organizations that I had to somewhat set on the side. So with volunteerism and community being important 
and family always still being a very important thing, a very important aspect, more important than thing for me in my life, um, I began to say, okay, I can't say yes to everything. I have to be clear and with intention around how I give my yeses. So I adopted a tool of three. You can call it three pennies. You can call it three jewels. You can call it three, I don't know, whatever works for you, okay? For me, three pennies worked for me. And when I thought about three pennies, I would understand that the most important thing for me was family and the grounding and support of my family and the role that I played in my family. And then anything that went outside of that for discretionary time investment had to take one of my three pennies. And if the three pennies were gone, then I could not say yes. I can't give a yes if I don't have a yes to give. And if there's a yes that I wanna give and I don't have a yes to give, then I need to negotiate taking one of those pennies back so that I could give that penny to something else and create a new space for a yes. This became literally almost a religious assignment for me. It worked for me. So in community, when I knew that I wanted to do community service, I lined my yeses up pretty strategically. So with a daughter who was involved in the creative arts world and knowing that I had um, a real heart to give to the space that was giving so much to my daughter, I said, I'm definitely open to volunteering there. So the boards that I chose to say yes to were arts-related boards, usually boards that had something to do with an interest, a specific interest of my daughter, which allowed me to be very present and active as a community leader and servant, but also being surrounded by all the things and people that poured into my daughter. And therefore, she was there too, right? So that's kind of how I thought about my yeses. Also, it's been very important for me to receive mentorship and to be available to give mentorship. Women's leadership development, getting girls to strong women who have the ability and the aptitude and quite frankly, the courage to grow in the boardroom, to grow in their journey to the boardroom and to be comfortable when they're the only one in the room, right? So when asked to participate on a board that poured into teen girls, underprivileged um, uh, communities, um, and helping them to not only succeed um, as individuals, contributing individuals, but then also helping them to be college-motivated, college-bound, um, and for many, breaking the trend of not having advanced education in their legacy. That was important to me. So I gave it a penny. And then my boys, very athletic boys, um, always um, involved in youth sports. My husband and I started um, a, a nonprofit organization around youth, youth, 
youth sports, specifically football. And that was a penny. So there was my three as it related to community service and giving three. Now, did other people come to me or did I get other requests? Absolutely I did. But when it's so hard to give a no, to say no, when you are built to give and to serve, my tool of three allowed me to step back and kind of say, you know, I'd love to, but I don't have a yes to give. It really can help you feel like you're taking yourself a little bit off the no hook which I know a lot of us struggle with. I'm sure it's not just me. I'm sure it's not just me. So that's what I have today. Defining importance, right? So kind of building on the restoration, the vision, the action with intention that we've been doing, and then shifting now to understanding where we are at this very moment, being honest completely about that, and assessing what's important. Spend some time Uh, This next week, you guys, this next couple weeks, spend some time, alone time, in your space, in your Sabbath, with defining what's important to me. This is Chantra Powell with the Proven Not Perfect Podcast. Here is Alice Coltrane.